All right, are we ready to start? Sure. Okay, welcome to Perfecting the Audio Narration. Hey, Greg, in video tutorials. And uh, <coughs> welcome, Ray. I know a lot of people, so I'm trying to. <laughs> Sorry, it's a little distraction. Uh, <laughs> so, um, the traditional model, I'm going to talk about the audio part of recording video tutorials today because I think that's the most difficult part, really. Um, the other parts you can figure out, it's not too hard, but getting the audio right is, is really difficult. And uh, <clears throat> I think that's really where we have the most challenge. So that's what I want to address. In the traditional model of recording a video, there's often a lot of different people involved. You might have a whole committee review and approve a script that then is tr uh, passed on to maybe a professional voiceover talent artist who then reads it, and maybe somebody else who's an AV specialist will then um, go to town with their, their fancy Mac and, and other kind of uh, software and record the screen and the project manager wants changes and then it goes back around. And this model, I, I really hate. If I'm ever in a situation like this, I just wanna get out of the room because it, it's gonna take weeks for this kind of thing to, to finish. Um, have you ever been in a situation where it's creative video tutorial by committee in seven different parties? It's not very fun. I think that technical writers possess uh, all the capability to create the video tutorial themselves, um, but sometimes some of these other things like the video recording uh, or the voiceover become somewhat tricky and people aren't very confident. Um, you know, the, the, the big problem is that we're good writers, and that doesn't always translate into speaking skills. Um, so today I'm going to talk about three different things. First, I'll go over some equipment, because people always ask about equipment. What kind of microphone? Um, scripts, and then how you deliver. All right, so equipment. I brought some stuff. Uh, as far as your environment, um, you want to you find a quiet place. And you can go into a room and test its acoustics by clapping your hands. So if I clap a couple times here, listen to see if there's an echo. You can kind of hear an echo in here. So it's not a great room. Does anybody know why else this room might not be so good? Yeah, yeah. So, so the fan may not sound so intrusive, but a microphone picks that up and it sounds like really strong background static. So you want to find a place that's, that's isolated, where people aren't going to be poking in and saying hi. <clears throat> if you've ever tried to record a video in a room with glass walls where your colleagues can pass by, <clears throat> it's, it's, it's not good. Uh, I, I once set up at home trying to do a video or an, an audio and a video recording, and my daughter was so excited to see all the equipment, and it was like right in the middle of the kitchen. It was the worst thing ever, right? So, you want to find, ideally, you can buy these, this is pyramid foam. You can't really tell. It just looks like this void. But uh, you can go into a store and actually buy this special acoustic dampening foam to kind of soften the echo. But you want to find a place without a fan. You want to find a place that you can lock so you don't have to move your equipment back and forth. Try to find one of these at your work, and it may be impossible. So you do the best with what you can. But it starts with a good environment. Second. You want a good microphone. So this is my favorite microphone. When I was first getting into video tutorials, I researched the microphone because I was convinced 
that if I had the right microphone, it would make my voice sound really professional and strong. And so I did research, and this is the standard broadcasting mic. It's called the ElectroVoice RE20, and it costs $400. You don't have to have a big fancy mic like that. It turns out that you can get by with a $100 USB mic. This one uh, here is the Yeti Blue. It looks cool, but it's really cheap. It's $99 or something. Your voice won't sound as rich and deep as it will with a microphone like this, but you can get by with it. At any rate, if you are into microphones and you get a, a mic like this, a handheld mic, they'll often have an XLR cable, which is this cable right here, which you'll notice doesn't fit into your computer in any way, right? So it has some additional equipment that you'll have to figure out. If you do get a handheld mic, if you fall in love with the kind of sound, you need some kind of preamper mixer to plug the mic in. You notice there's a huge one in the back that just, it's got a million knobs, but really all that does is accommodate multiple microphones. Uh, you've got kind of the same thing here. You've got four slots for four different microphones. So it's just got kind of one row of buttons per microphone. And what this does is allow you to change the sounds in your voice. You can bring out the mid-tones, the bass, or the high, high qualities. And you'll notice there's one more problem. We still haven't found a way to get the sound out of here into a USB port. This is a preamp or mixer. Uh, so what you need to get the sound out, um, a lot of times they sell preamp mixers that have USB outs. So you can just plug your USB cord into here and into your computer. If not, you can uh, use something that will convert analog to digital sound. Uh, they're just another component in the, in the thing. I actually have this little Zoom recorder that I use to, to convert it, but uh, it's just a minor thing. Um, oh, here we go. This is, this is a, a preamp mixer, Allen and Heath. They made a decent one, it used to have, and it has a USB out. And again, a, a lot of buttons, but really the only ones that relate are what you plug in to this row where your mic is, and you can play with the settings. You also need a good pair of headphones. So this is one of the easier things, right? But when you want to hear the sounds that you've recorded, if you just plug your, your earbuds in, you're going to miss a lot of the, the sounds that maybe you're not hearing. So you can get set up with professional equipment for around $1,000 or less. Or you could just get a $100 mic and get going. Any questions about microphones? There are a lot of details like, should I get a, a condenser mic or a dynamic mic or cardioid or omnidirectional? This one is, is a condenser cardioid pattern. And that what cardioid pattern, which is a shape of a heart. So that means it's going to capture all the sound <clears throat> like this, like that. It's not going to capture sound coming from back here, which is what you want. If you had an omnidirectional mic, it would capture sound in every different way. But if you want to minimize the sound uh, from a lot of different sources, you want one that's only going to grab the sound right in front of you. So could you use that one for multiple people if they're just right in Yeah, this one, this one actually accepts it off 45 degree angles too. But uh, if you have multiple people, you'd probably want multiple mics. And there's where it comes in handy. You just have multiple inputs and put little mic stands. Um, <clears throat> OK. And, yes? Why would you use a mixer if you're only using one mic? Uh, well, you've got to 
Okay, you could, you, you could eliminate that, good point. If you want to play with the sound of your voice with the mixer, you could, you could do that, but you're right, good point. You, you don't need this component. You could just have an analog to digital converter. Now Ray's like a professional broadcaster, so he's probably got lots of input. Feel free to add it. Um, another cool little toy that you can get is a pop filter. So this is basically, all this it really is is pantyhose stretched over a circle. Um, but, but trying to do this on your own with like a, a wire hanger is not cool. At any rate, what this does is stop what are called plosives. So every time you say a P or a B or make a puff sound, this uh, amazing technology will cancel it out. If you don't have a pop filter, um, if you say something like, you know, press the button, all of a sudden you listen on the, the soundtrack and it's like, it's not, it's not good. All right, finally, you can buy some other cool things. Let's say you're not in a studio. You know, you can buy Harlan Hogan's portable phone booth or a reflection filter that's got its own little sound dampening. And so you can kind of set up a portable system. It's not, not too bad. All right, any questions about equipment, microphones, uh, anything? Yes. This one? Yeah, Harlan Hogan. Who has heard of him? He's, he's one of the famous voiceover professionals that, that is probably one of the premier ones. It, when you hear commercials and you hear this great sounding voice, it's probably him. <clears throat> Any other questions? Yes. So, snowball mic. Oh, okay. Snowball mic. So, does that, yeah. the other one that you showed, the, yeah, the Yeti, Yeti Blue, is that it's equivalent. I, I think the snowball mic is a great choice. I, I should have probably shown it. It's, it's gotten great reviews. And it sounds pretty crisp and clear, and it's inexpensive. So a good, good uh, thing to point out. It doesn't, it doesn't bring out the, the richness and deepness of your voice. It'll sound a little bit hollow, in my opinion. There's a, there's a lot to, to learn about microphones. If you, if you just Google types of microphones, there's probably eight or eight plus different types and all kinds of things. I want to move now into the scripts part because I don't want to get too hung up on the equipment. One of my flaws in trying to get a good uh, video tutorial recording was I focused way too much on the equipment. Um, <clears throat> the script you write, you are going to immediately be faced with a question, do I uh, write something out or do I wing it? <clears throat> um, now if you're a professional, you, a lot of you are shaking your heads when I say wing it. But I, I asked this, this uh, let me see, where is it? Okay, this guy. Have you, you've heard of lynda.com, no doubt. Uh, one of the guys who's a person who does recordings there, David Rivers, I wrote to him and said, do you write out your scripts or do you just uh, do it off the cuff? <clears throat> he said, I do record my screen and narrate simultaneously as do all of the authors at lynda.com. <clears throat> I personally rehearse each movie before recording, but even then it's not always a perfectly smooth recording. All recordings, once completed, moved our editors and testers before any customer sees them. So while I try to get each movie captured in a single take, there's more that happens behind the scenes. So basically, he rehearses it, but he doesn't read it. At any rate, I've never found that to totally work. Um, so I write out a script, um, and you want to try to sound as natural as you can. And there are several key things that you can do to sound natural. One, use contractions, right? If you take out all the contractions, you'll sound like a robot. Avoid long introductory clauses. So, so uh, you know, this is something that 
we don't use in natural speech are these, these uh, clauses that precede the main action of the sentence. One thing you can do is try to mix up the parts that you read and the action parts. So if you have a conceptual paragraph, read that. But then when you have the steps, you know, click this button, now open this, you can just wing that from an outline. It actually works quite well. <clears throat> you want to keep the sentences short and also imagine yourself speaking to another person. Um, the, the greatest tip, though, is to use two monitors or to basically have your script fluid while you're reading it. So if, if you have like an extra monitor where you can put the script and then change it, it's really helpful. Now, if you have some highly regulated script, it probably wouldn't work. But as you read it, you may think, oh, this sounds really bad. This is, this is not me or this is really stiff. You can just change it and kind of dynamically fix it. And this, this quote here from Peter Elbow, he's got a whole book on vernacular eloquence. He's talking about how students who are trying to learn to write better, all they need to do essentially is talk it out. Um, they'll sound much more natural. Okay. Okay, so that one last thing about scripted versus unscripted. Uh, uh, actually, maybe I'll skip. No, okay. You want to avoid sounding really like you're reading a script. Okay, here's, here's David Rivers, the guy I was, was pointing out. Well, we're going to go to the Home tab if you're not already there, and you'll see there is a drawing section here where we have shapes. So when we click on the Shapes drop-down, look at that. There's lots to choose from. There's lines. Now this line is a plain old line. Some of them have arrows on the ends. Some of them you can see bend or have elbows as they call it. Some of them are curved, curved with arrows. And then there's even way over here a scribble or a freehand draw. Then we've got rectangles. Look at the basic shapes we have to choose from. There's the no sign and the happy face. This one will come in handy at Valentine's Day, for example. Then we've got block arrows. We've even got equation shapes, flow charting shapes, stars and banners, even callouts if you're drawing cartoons, and some action buttons. So we've got lots to choose from here. Let's start simple. Let's just start with a simple arrow. We're going to do a double arrow here from our line section. Click the double arrow. And now down below, we're going to join these two. Now you can see when I hover over an image like this rectangle, I get these little red handles around the outside. That's because there's a lot of automation built into drawing now. So, so he's kind of just going off the cuff, but it sounds very natural, right? Sounds like something you might find on YouTube, right? People usually don't object to that. So here's a, a professional guy who's reading something. Wash fruits and vegetables thoroughly and rinse in warm water. Don't use soap or detergents. If necessary, use a small scrub brush to remove surface dirt. I know it's the first page footer because it says so right here. If I ever do want to add text here, I'll see at a glance which footer I'm working with. In order to be eligible for voluntary retirement in CSRS, an employee must be age 50 and have 20 years of service covered under FFLEO retirement. Let's take a moment to review what we have learned about interventions. Read the following statements and indicate whether they are true or false. If you would like to listen to the statement, click on the ear icon at the left. Each of the lessons in this course offers specific instruction on how to apply one of the following elements to help you reach your audience with written communications. You <laughs> so, you, you know, his voice sounds great, but he just sounds so stilted, right? So, so unnatural. 
And this is a constant tension. If you write a script, you don't want to sound like that guy. Um, but how do you do that? Well, it's part of the art of this. What? Ask your doctor. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, great. Yeah, good tip. So standing up, yeah, it helps you project from your diaphragm and everything. All right, a couple other tips on the script. Keep them short. Uh, if you do research on optimal video length, two and a half to four minutes is, is perfect. Uh, remember the attention span of the audience. We're, we live in a Twitter age from Brooks Andrus, who either used to work at TechSmith or still does. Says most users don't have the tools or narrative capabilities to hold the attention span of an audience for any real amount of time. So if you go to a movie and you sit and you watch <coughs> uh, The Edge of Tomorrow, right? You're blown away by special effects and amazing acting and story, and you're able to sit there for two hours. Not in a in an instructional video. I mean, unless you're <laughs> leveraging all kinds of special effects, people are going to get bored. <coughs> all right. So now we're moving into delivery. All right, the hard part. You've got the script. Now here's why it's hard. How many ways can you say these two sentences? She stole the money. She stole the money. She stole the money. <laughs> the door is open. The door is open. The door is open. You know that any word you emphasize changes the meaning, which is why it's so difficult to deliver something that you've written that seems so clear. Um, there's a whole, I think there's a whole philosophy about, about uh, this speech acts and everything with Wittgenstein, but we won't go there. I've got five tips for ways to improve your audio delivery. Now, you can read all kinds of voiceover books, and I'll give you a ton of tips. These are the ones that have worked really well for me. <clears throat> so the first one is enunciate. By the way, even if you never do, even if you never do video tutorials, if you remember these tips, they will change how you speak every day. You'll suddenly be conscious of the fact that you're mumbling or that you're being very monotone or that people can't understand you. So take this to, in a broader context and, as well as a video tutorial context. <clears throat> so now we're getting to the fun part. I need somebody to hand out <clears throat> some stuff. Okay, everybody gets one. So this is from a book called The Urban Biker. Where is it? Okay, so we're going to get into this in a minute. The Urban Biker's Tips and Tricks. I wanted to have some hands-on sort of stuff. <laughs> so this is a script to practice. All right, but before we get into that, we have a voice sample of somebody who enunciates. So enunciation is just opening your mouth, you know, uh, actually widening it so that you can articulate things. And there's a, a person online. I've got various vocal samples. This is from Natasha, who reads children's stories online. But listen to her enunciation here. There lived once upon a time a wicked prince, whose heart and mind were set upon conquering all the countries of the world and on frightening the people. He devastated their countries with fire and sword, and his soldiers trod down the crops in the fields and destroyed the peasants' huts by fire, so that the flames licked the green leaves off the branches 
and the fruit hung dried up on the singed black trees. Many a poor mother fled, and her naked baby in her arms behind the still smoking walls of her cottage. But also the soldiers followed her, and when they found her she served as new nourishment to their diabolical enjoyments. Demons could not possibly have done worse things than these soldiers. The prince was of the opinion that all this was right, and that it was only the natural course which things ought to take. His power increased day by day. His name was feared by all, and fortune favoured his deeds. He brought enormous wealth home from the conquered towns, and gradually accumulated in his residence riches which could nowhere be equalled. He erected magnificent palaces, churches and halls, and all those who saw these splendid buildings and great treasures exclaimed admiringly, What a mighty prince! But they did not know what endless misery he had brought upon other countries, nor did they hear the sighs and lamentations which rose up from the debris of the destroyed cities. Okay, so... She does an ex excellent job at enunciation. When you enunciate, you, you will stumble less on your words. You're not gonna have to restart again and again your video scripts. So here's what you can do to practice. What you do is you, and this goes back to, goes back to the Greeks, to Mothsenes or whoever with marbles in his mouth. You put a pen in your mouth or a pencil in your mouth, okay? And, and you're gonna read something uh, just kind of practicing, try to say it as clearly as you can. You can pick any, any of these paragraphs here. You can still understand me. After you try this, right, read a paragraph with a pencil in your mouth. If you don't have a pencil in your mouth, use a finger. <laughs> or, or you don't have to. But uh, read a paragraph and then after, read it again without the pencil. Okay, so go ahead and, and choose something. Dogs chase bikes everywhere, the cities, suburbs, and the country. Some dogs do it just because they like to chase. Other dogs want to attack you. When one chases you, you can't be sure but will work best unless you know the dog. Some of your options are listed here. Dogs chase bikes everywhere in cities, suburbs, and the country. Some dogs do it just because they like to chase. Other dogs want to attack you. When one chases you, you can't be sure what will work best unless you know the dog. Okay, so you should have uh, noticed that on the second reading without the pen, uh, you're able to just kind of pronounce things a little easier. So our, our mouths have muscles and they get sloppy if we don't exercise them and this is one way to build up their strength. Easiest kind of possible exercise that you can implement. <clears throat> okay, the second big tip is to vary your pitch. If you watch TV, just kind of next time you're watching TV, close your eyes and listen to the pitch of the actors. They're up and down all over the spectrum. But if you go to like a <clears throat> somebody who's not really putting much effort into something, it's very monotone. 
And so if you want to increase the appeal of your voice, you need to kind of climb up the, the scale and go down with inflection. Obviously, you don't want to do this in a bad way. So I have, I have a bad example that I pulled off of voice uh, Libre, LibreVox. Okay, so this guy, he's got inflection. You know, he's going around the pitch, but it's too rhythmic. Recording by Ryan Trimble. Preface. So long as it shall exist, by virtue of law and custom, decrees of damnation produced by society, artificially creating hills amid the civilization of Earth, and adding the element of human fate to divine destiny, so long as the three great problems of the century, the degradation of man through pauperism, the corruption of women through hunger, the crippling of children through lack of light are unsolved, so long as social asphyxia is possible in any part of the world, in other words, and with a still wider significance, so long as ignorance and poverty exist on earth, books of the nature of Les Miserables cannot fail to be of use. From Victor Hugo, Hovey House, 1862. End of preface. Okay, so if, if you just keep listening, it's like very too rhythmic. Now here's the pro doing the same thing, but he's got more pitch variation. When you log in, you'll land on your homepage. At AIU Online, we call it the virtual campus, and it looks like this. From here, you'll have access to all the people, presentations, information, research, and records you need to keep your goals, classes, and education within reach. For instance, these links over here help you keep track of your assignments and due dates. So the advice I'm going to give you, Colin, on your first day here is to use it or lose it. Your brain. You use it or you lose business. When hazardous materials come to the gate, you must be prepared. Each year, BNSF Railway moves thousands of shipments of hazardous materials without incident. In this program, we'll take a look at what you should look for and what you should do in the event of a hazardous material release. In England, one of the most notable examples of the Renaissance man was a woman, Queen Elizabeth I. The Queen was a highly complex individual whose tastes ran from high culture to the popular amusement of bear baiting, in which a bear would fight with savage dogs. But she was also a poet and a musician, spoke classical and modern languages, and was both scholarly and witty. Well, when the war was over, we naturally wanted to get out of the toy business. We weren't interested in doing that kind of business, and I uh, got a contract from Hot Point General Electric for an internal block for their electric ranges, and uh, that's what got us started in the direction we're in now. Impaired lipolysis of triglycerides is thought to be due to a reduction in lipoprotein lipase activity. VLDL particles in diabetic patients contain excess unesterified cholesterol, which may interfere with reverse cholesterol transport and perhaps makes them more likely to be taken up by arterial wall macrophages. <clears throat> okay, so he's got, he's got more uh, appeal to his voice, in part because he's varying his pitch. He's got a lot of other techniques going on, but here's one more. To be here now, alive in the 21st century and smart enough to know it, he also had to be the beneficiary of an extraordinary string of biological good fortune. Survival on Earth is a surprisingly tricky business. Of the billions and billions of species of living thing that have existed since the dawn of time, most, 99.99%, are no longer around. Life on Earth, you see, is not only brief but dismayingly tenuous. It is a curious feature of our existence that we come from a planet that is very good at promoting life 
but even better at extinguishing it. The average species on Earth lasts for only about four million years, so if you wish to be around for billions of years, you must be as fickle as the atoms that made you. You must be prepared to change everything about yourself, shape, size, color, species affiliation, everything, and to do so repeatedly. That's much easier said than done, because the process of change is random. To get from protoplasmal primordial atomic globule, as the Gilbert and Sullivan song put it, to sentient upright modern human has required you to mutate new traits over and over in a precisely timely manner for an exceedingly long while. So at various periods over the last 3.8 billion years you have abhorred oxygen and then doted on it, grown fins and limbs and jaunty sails, laid eggs, flicked the air with a forked tongue, been sleek, been furry, lived underground, lived in trees, been as big as a deer and as small as a mouse, and a million things more. The tiniest deviation from any of these evolutionary shifts, and you might now be licking algae from cave walls, or lolling walrus-like on some stony shore, or disgorging air through a blowhole in the top of your head before diving sixty feet for a mouthful of delicious sandworms. Not only have you been lucky enough to be attached since time immemorial to a favoured evolutionary line, but you have also been extremely, make that miraculously fortunate in your personal ancestry. Okay, so this just gives you a few samples. Uh, that last guy was actually Bill Bryson with, uh, does anybody recognize the book? Yeah. Anybody want to say it? Oh, I don't know which book. Oh, you recognize the author? A Short History of Nearly Everything. Great book. So, all right. Now you've got uh, an opportunity again to practice. I want you to try to read another paragraph. It can be the same one. It can be a different one. But try to vary your pitch. Take it high. Take it low. And uh, you can ham it up a bit, whatever. Right? Just take 30 seconds and read one. If you continually have a problem with dogs, use dog repellent spray. But be careful. Wind could blow the stuff right back into your face. If a dog bites you, get to a doctor or a hospital right away. <clears throat> All right. By the way, as, a, as an urban cyclist, this is always something that I've wanted to know what to do, you know, if a dog chases you. And the last one about squirting the water bottle, I think, is probably the best one. Okay, let's uh, go on to tip number three, reading ahead. So this guy, this is a short video clip from a guy uh, off YouTube who is like a professional voiceover guy. And as you're listening to him, it's impossible to tell whether he's reading something or just saying it naturally. But the point is to look ahead because, you, you know, if you vary the pitch, you can't really tell if the, if the pitch should be high or low unless you know the context of what you're saying, right? And especially if it's a new script, uh, what you have to do is just kind of glance ahead six to seven words in order to get a better sense of the meaning of, of what you're reading. Such a voice. Voiceover training and demo production. Hi, and welcome to the final segment of our Fast Action Technique Training Series on Pitch Variation. I hope you've enjoyed working with us so far and have received a lot of value from this training. 
In exercise two, we picked a childhood tongue twister so we could become familiar with the words as we practiced our pitch. Now it's time to bring it all together and work on unfamiliar copy. Pick up a newspaper or book, one that you would normally read to yourself, and practice reading the words aloud. Now here's the tricky part: as you're reading, your eyes need to be several words ahead of what you're saying. Think of this as scanning ahead. If you're able to focus on where you're going instead of where you are, you will sound more spontaneous and natural. The best way to practice this technique is to pick out several individual sentences from the copy you have in front of you. As you begin reading each sentence out loud, try to scan far enough ahead so that you are actually able to turn the page before you are done performing the copy. This will be a difficult exercise at first, if most of us have always read word by word. The more you practice, the better you will become, and eventually, this will seem like your natural way to read. Take five minutes to practice this exercise every day, and you'll begin seeing results in less than a week. Okay. So, how many of you have small children at all? You have bedtime reading story opportunities. This is the the best uh, practice, right? Or if you just want to read aloud and when you're reading. So basically, find uh, another paragraph. Maybe one you haven't read before, and see if you can totally look ahead six to seven words as you're reading it. And remember these other tips too that you're working on: enunciation as well as pitch variation, because they all build on each other. So I'll give you 30 seconds to just read another one. Dogs chase bikes everywhere in the city, in the cities, suburbs, and the country. Some dogs do it just because they like to chase. Others want to attack you. When one chases you, you can't be sure of what will work unless you know the dog. Some of your options are listed here. Okay, we're on to tip number four. Whoops, I covered it up. This is a, a tip from Chris McQueen, who used to work at TechSmith, now works at Google, and he's talking about breathing, breathing and pausing, really. And this is something that. You wouldn't think that it's a problem, but it, it it is. In regular conversation, we usually don't have to work on breathing, and partly that's because conversation is two-sided, right? You say something, and then you pause, and somebody else says something, and so forth. But with a script, you're the only person narrating usually, <clears throat> so it's much more difficult to control when you pause and breathe. And here's some tips from Chris. Okay. Tip number two, I call. Breathe. It is so easy to forget to breathe when you've turned on the microphone. Suddenly, you're talking faster, and you're rushed, and you got all this excitement, and it sounds. It makes it sound like you're out of breath, or you're suddenly running a marathon instead of just talking. So, my second suggestion is breathe in through your nose, out through your mouth. <sighs> Don't do it too much; it'll get you lightheaded. And that's going to give your voice a much nicer, more approachable sound. The other thing that I do、uh, for breathing is I stand up when I record. Now, sometimes you don't have that luxury,、um, but if you can, when recording, try and stand up because it opens up your diaphragm, gives you a lot much more, a lot more room for your lungs to fill up with air, and you're going to sound a lot better. Okay, so breathing. Well, we don't have to do an exercise with this one,、uh, but basically. When you when you come to the end of a sentence, you know, don't be afraid to pause there for a second or so. And what you want to avoid with the breathing, though, 
<clears throat> let's say that you're, you're into your microphone. If you take a deep breath, like, it's going to sound terrible. So you have to kind of breathe off mic. Like you can turn your head and take a deep breath if you want, or, or a small breath, or just learn to somehow avoid breathing noises into the mic. Um, you can always edit those out later, but it's more problematic because if you suddenly go back and blank out all the sound, then you've got choppy background issues. You've got some staticky background and then some completely silent areas. So you want to breathe kind of off to the side and not in a loud way. Any questions, comments about anything so far? <clears throat> okay. Uh, Actually, we already heard this Bill Bryson example, but, uh, so I won't play it again, but he, he does a good job at pausing after, after sentences. Okay, last tip, smile. Now, there are lots of tips, but this is a really good one, and this is difficult. Um, this is probably the most interesting one. Let me just read this research. This is uh, from Malcolm Gladwell, and I believe it's from, I can't remember the book, actually, but they did a study. It says, as Ekman and Fryson researched the different facial muscular movements, they began to realize that just making the facial gestures affected their emotional state. For example, making an angry facial expression caused their heart rate to start beating faster and their hands to get hot. When they made expressions of sadness or anguish, they started, to fe they started feeling bad inside. So, I'm sure you've probably heard this idea before, right? But if you walk around with an angry sort of face, you're going to be angry. If you walk around with a happy face, even if you're having the worst day, it will change your attitude inside. So this is a long known technique among voiceover artists that when you smile or you're kind of in a happy state, your voice sounds so much friendlier. It's all the rough spots are taken off and it just sounds warmer. Let me give you an example. Now this may be more applicable to commercials, but uh, let me give you an example here. This is from, uh, you know, a lot of these voiceover people have demo tracks, so this is what this is. An Avon fragrance can be fresh and lasting. An Avon fragrance can also be cooling, soothing, refreshing, intriguing, and charming. So whatever you wear, wear fragrance announcing a house guest. Crate and Barrel's new catalog is moving in with you for a year because every single one of our best buys will be locked in at its current low price all year long. So go ahead and make Crate and Barrel's new catalog feel at home. At year's end, we guarantee you'll be sorry to see it go. We just found the missing piece of paradise. Sparkling turquoise lagoons, flawless beaches, lush forests filled with the scent of orchids, and natives who tell stories with their hands when they dance. It's paradise. This fall, for the first time ever, the beautiful Sea Princess will offer vacation packages to the West Indies. You can experience paradise the way it was meant to be. Introducing Dove Promises, the temptation of a deep and lingering chocolate wrapped in an involving message. A chocolate and a message too rich to be rushed. Some moments are so delicious, why rush them? I jog every day, because being healthy is important to me. And using natural products like ivory, well, that's a part of it. Ivory's a natural soap. It doesn't have a lot of perfumes and deodorants. And I like that. Ivory gets me naturally clean. I'm Lisa Greenewald. Thanks for listening.
Okay. So this is this is kind of a, maybe a little different genre, right? You're obviously not going to sound like that in an instructional video, but if you if you smile, if you smile a bit, it really does affect the tone, and um, you don't have to be actively smiling. This is something that you can just kind of do to warm up. Here's a here's a little clip from the. This is a voiceover training guy, a pro, and he he kind of emphasizes smiling. Also, you need to put a smile into what you're reading. In almost every voiceover you'll ever do, whether it be a commercial or a narration, you need to smile. That doesn't necessarily mean you have to be laughing. There are all kinds of smiles. There are smiles that uh, represent happiness. There are smiles that represent reflection and kindness and, and thoughtful things. But you need to smile. Unless you're talking about something totally somber in a very negative way, you'll be smiling. And the only way to make what you read sound as if you're smiling or make it sound friendly is for you to actually put a smile on your face. So you really need to get used to smiling. One technique that you can uh, try is to read in front of a mirror and just practice smiling. Some people feel very uh, ill at ease doing that. They figure, well, if I'm not really laughing, how can I smile while I talk? but it's something that you just get used to. For example, if I were to say, come in and see us today, you'll be glad you did. If I did that trying to smile, but without actually smiling, it would come across something like this. So come in to see us, you'll be glad you did. It's very difficult to do, but listen to the difference. So come in and see us, you'll be glad you did. And you can even grimace while you're doing it. You can put expressions into your face. Just sound joyful sound real that's the other thing sounding real sounding authentic okay all right so you read this one will practice okay so you have to smile for 20 30 seconds right try to try to think of a happy place maybe and then after that um, continue smiling and pick another paragraph and read it <laughs> Don't try to outrun it if you're not sure you can. Many cyclists wipe out when running dogs get caught in their wheels. Don't try to hit the dog while riding. You, you could lose your balance. <laughs> Some dogs in rural areas will instinctively try to herd you. <laughs> All right, so... Yeah, it is a little somber, I guess. <laughs> you know what to do with with a dog attack, but uh. Don't try to outrun it. Okay, so the, this is a summary of whoops. This is a summary of the tips. Enunciate, vary your pitch, read ahead, breathe or pause, and smile. All right. So if you can remember these five, or even if you remember two, enunciate and vary your pitch, you'll be way ahead of the curve. And it's like. It's, it's hard to remember to do all, the, all of these things. The professional voiceover artists, they work on different skills and then they become natural to them. So it's like playing a sport, right? You don't suddenly go out on the basketball court fully equipped to you know, dominate everything. You work on your, your free throws and then you work on your dribbling and you work on your rebounds and then suddenly when you're playing, it all just kind of comes back to you naturally. 
Now here's the question. How do you, because this is where the voiceover people and instructional video people diverge. Uh, voiceover people, they're just standing in front of a, a fancy mic. In fact, they don't even have to configure the mic. Usually an audio technician does it. They, they have 100% focus on their script. But if we're recording a video, you're looking at the screen and you're driving a mouse and you're trying to read, right? So unless you have lizard eyes, how do you <laughs> kind of do both things at once? <clears throat> well, here, now lots of people have different approaches. So uh, this is not the only way to do it, but this is how I do it. <clears throat> I record the, the, the demo, whatever actions, and the script at the same time. But I don't really focus on reading the script in a good way. Uh, after I've recorded the demo and the script, I'll, I'll export the audio track and put it into Audacity, which is a really simple uh, editor for audio. It's free. It's easy to learn. And then I'll note the timing on the script. So if there are pauses, I'll go back to my actual script and say, you know, put maybe three bars indicated a three-second pause or something. But then I'll, I'll re-record my audio script, <clears throat> kind of keeping in mind all these pauses that I noted. And then I'll basically pull in the audio back into the original video track. So it sounds comp complicated, but I have an example. Um, essentially, you're just you're exporting the audio track, re-recording the audio, and then pushing the audio back in. So here's an example of how you kind of line things up. Because you know, if you just read the voice, it's not going to match the timing of every button you click. It has to be really precise, otherwise it's going to lose its effect. So first thing I noticed, so first thing I noticed is that I, I started a bit later. Um, and, and you can tell that other things don't sync up. So this is a, this is a somewhat tedious, but not that tedious, and I'll show you how I do it. If, if you're setting, setting up the calendar, calendar for the first time, here are the here steps, are you, the need steps you need to follow. Step one. Step number Set one. Up. So I'm going to just remove some of the, I don't know, some of the timing that doesn't match and just kind of go through this. Now, it really makes a big difference when I'm when when I'm saying an action, like click whatever. Because if you don't have the timing right there, it really gets messed up. Whereas if it's just a conceptual thing, like it is here, you know, it doesn't have to be that exact. But I'm just going to go through and keep, I'm keep here tightening are it up. Here are the steps you need to follow. Step, step one, one, set up locations. Set up locations. Stake, administrators Stake administrators need to set up locations, set up locations based on the places, places members, meet, members for meet for events. To set up locations, to set up lo So here, this uh, track is getting a little bit behind it. I'm going to Tighten that up a bit. Um, for events. To set, to up, set locations, up locations, stake administrators, stake administrators go, to settings, go to settings, which is the, which is gear, the gear icon, icon and, and select locations and rooms. And rooms. A, a default, default list of your stake locations, locations should, should already appear on the, on the left. Select a location and click and then edit click in the middle edit column. In the middle column. Then you can then adjust, you can the, adjust names, the names, rooms, rooms and, equipment and equipment available, available at, at each location. location. Once locations are set up... All right, so here I've got quite a bit extra extra time. Once, Once locations are set up, members can schedule these locations when they create, when they create events. events. To designate a building scheduler, edit a location by going to by settings. Going to settings. 
and selecting locations and locations and rooms. Then select the location. Select the location and click edit. So here I need to add a little bit of time. Now this this is just basically copying and pasting, and the only thing you have to worry about is if you copy and paste a blank spot where you're breathing, if I'm taking a breath or something, um, you could end up pasting that weird breathing sound into into the spaces. So what I do after I match this up is I go through and kind of highlight these big blank uh, gaps and then just hit the silence button. Okay, so hopefully this communicates the point. Basically, you try to match up the timings. You, you put the original the original recording, which has the blah voice, right? That just you're trying to get the timings right on one track, and then your re-recorded voice on the other track, and then you try to sync up the timings so that when you re-import the dubbed audio back in, it matches the timings exactly. And you're always doing the editing on the same track, because otherwise. Right? Yeah. Well, no, no. Uh, yeah. If I I'm not editing both tracks at once. Right. Exactly. So you're matching yep. one of them up to the other. Yeah. Yeah. So this just adds to your post-processing. You don't have to do this, but however you can manage to focus on the audio or focus on the voice part and then also drive it in a flawless way. You know, if you can do that together in one step, great. If you need to separate it out, like I do here, it also works. It is a little painstaking. Now here's something that you have to be aware of. <clears throat> You'll notice that in places where there's no, no voice, it looks pretty flat, right? But actually, if you were to listen to that section with good ear, earphones, you can detect slight uh, little noise in the background. So if you totally take an area and blank out the sound, suddenly it'll sound choppy. It'll be like you know, it, it's not something that is seamless. So this comes back to the very first step. In your environment, you want to have a quiet environment that's not going to have this, this sound issue. Because if you can get an environment without that, that background sound, you don't have this problem. Ray. Old radio tricks. Yeah. Take out pieces of uh, ambiance from some place <clears throat> you don't want it, put it into the place uh, that, you, that you need to blank out. Yeah. And that way you don't get that effect. Exactly. Great point, great point. And I, I, I've done that too. So I would probably take this section right here and or actually go back into the same room you recorded, leave your recording device there for five minutes, recording nothing, and then put that as a third track so that that uh, makes it so you don't have dead noise anywhere. All these radio tricks I need to, I need to know more about. Okay, we have a few minutes for questions. Any questions you guys have about anything from microphones to scripts? I didn't go over Camtasia Studio versus Captivate, but my preference is Camtasia Studio. Other people like other software. Camtasia Studio. It's uh, you know, what you're going to use to record the screen. Actually, on a Mac, yeah, the, they've got a Mac version that's really good. Competes with ScreenFlow. OK. Yeah, so there's some other stuff. Yes. And no matter how much I tried not to move the mic at all, I could 
never quite get the voices even. And he tricks on doing that with did what what did you use for your Temptation. audio editing to edit the audio itself Temptation. so if you if you want to pull out your audio into audacity you can change the levels a lot easier you can change and drag for example this little plus button if you want it louder you, there's also an amplify thing you can select certain things so yeah that's really tricky to replicate your voice you want to do it all in the same day because it even if you, ch if you change from morning to afternoon, your voice is radically different. And just, uh, it's amazing. Uh, the distance you, you are from the mic also affects it. If you want to be like a hand distance from the mic or so, you'll notice if you get really close to the mics, your voice suddenly sounds very bassy and uh, really sexy and so forth. But it, then you get a ton of breathing noises. At any rate, keep the same distance, whatever you have, so that you can replicate it. All right, well, thanks, guys. We're out of time, but uh, good luck, and feel free to contact me with any questions or other stories. <laughs>